Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Butner, and today we're going to get into part two of the Lotus Flower DMs. I had asked people to send me their stories, their situations, um, if they have questions, whatever they want to share, feel free to share. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm overwhelmed. I got so many DMs. I got so many voice notes and also got some calls. And I also got some third party stories where it's like, they don't want to tell you, but they told me to tell you. And I'm like, that's okay too. Just remember your identity is respected and protected. So I will not mention any names. Nobody's going to hear who you are, where you come from, unless you want me to. And even if you want me to, I don't think that's a good idea. So I'm going to leave that out. This is not a place for you to expose people. This is not a place for you to put people out on blast. I'm not here for that, but I am here to share the stories that people are going through and see if somebody else can learn something from it. Somebody else can relate. Somebody else can take a lesson or even save a life. So here we go. Let's get into it. Part two. So the first letter I got says, dear sis. Now this was a DM. I'm writing to get your advice on a very complicated matter. Firstly, I am 26 years old and married to a sweet Mandinka man. We live in the greater Banjul and he is 30 years old. We just had our first baby boy and he's beautiful. MashaAllah. Congratulations, guys. All right. It continues. The problem is I have been sleeping with my father-in-law. We started sleeping together while I was pregnant and we have continued. He said pregnant pussy is the best and he misses it. He's great in bed and I only have orgasms with him. Yes, that's right. My husband does not make me orgasm. Okay. My father-in-law is very naughty. He likes to finger me while we're sitting at the table with my husband and mother-in-law. When we are home alone, he likes to eat me out on the kitchen table. He's very freaky and keeps things spicy. He is gentle in bed and always aiming to please me. I think my mother-in-law suspects us. I am on maternity leave and he is retired. So it's always the two of us and the baby at home. We all live together, but my husband and mother-in-law are always at work. We are falling in love and I am torn. What should I do? Hey, okay. So you're young. All right. Your husband is young. You all just had your first baby. And while you were pregnant, you started fucking your father-in-law. Now in fucking your father-in-law, what you realized was that you had your first orgasm. You said your father-in-law makes you orgasm where your husband doesn't make you orgasm. Okay. So you're coming left, right, and center, and you're loving it. It feels good. It's amazing. However, this right here is not sustainable. Number one, it's wrong. You cannot be fucking your husband and also fucking your husband's father. That just does not go. We need to put a stop to this. First, what you need to do is tell your husband that you and him and the baby need to move out. Even if y'all are going to start in a little apartment, in a little uh, boys quarters somewhere, y'all need your own space. Cause you need to remove yourself from the situation that you're in right now. You said that your mother-in-law suspects you that right there is not a good thing because the minute she gets proof that what she thinks is happening is actually happening. You're going to not only destroy a marriage, and this is a, a couple that's been together long enough to raise a child who's now old enough to marry your ass. 
You understand where I'm coming from? And you now have their grandbaby and you are fucking her husband. That That is going to be absolutely shit show when she finds out. So what you want to do is move out before your mother-in-law catches on to what's been happening. Secondly, you need to stop fucking your father-in-law. Thirdly, Miss Thing, what you need to do is sit down with your husband and talk about your sex life. Now that you're fucking your father-in-law and your father-in-law is making you come, how about you tell your husband to do some of the things that his daddy's doing to you so he could do that to you and you can orgasm with your husband? Tell your husband how you like to be touched. Tell your husband what feels good. Use your words to communicate your sexual needs to your husband so your husband can get the opportunity to make you orgasm. And you can concentrate on improving your sex life with your husband instead of focusing on all the freaky shit that you're doing with your father-in-law. Because it's not cute. It's not right. All right? Now, I understand. This is not a place for judgment. I'm just giving it to you how I see it. A lot of times, women are interested in older men because women, we mature much faster. So therefore, we're able to connect with older men better. Older men also tend to have more experiences in life and relationships, period, as is the case here, right? Older men are also very experienced when it comes to sexuality, right? So your father-in-law is able to make you orgasm because your father-in-law is more sexually experienced. He knows what to do to make a woman orgasm because most older men, they know how to lead and give you physical intimacy that can be mind-blowing. They, their sexual experiences leaves the younger partners feeling fulfilled, but you've had your good time with your father-in-law. It is time to stop. Young lady, you need to take all that sexual energy and excitement that you have and direct it towards your own husband. Talk to your husband in bed, get freaky with your husband. All the things that you've learned from your father-in-law, take it and transfer it onto your husband so that you can continue to build that marriage. What you're doing is very dangerous. Not only will it ruin a marriage, but it can ruin an entire family. Your marriage will be ruined for sure. And then you'll be ruining your, your in-laws marriage. And then you'll just break up the family. And then the victim is going to be the poor little baby who's just born. Give this baby the chance to get to grow up with mom and dad in a stable home and have grandparents who are involved in their life. Okay. So as fun as it's been, it's time to stop, move out, talk to your husband about what you want and need in bed to get to your orgasms. How about that? Woo. All right. Um, we're done with Miss Thing. We are going to move on to the next story. So this one says, hey, auntie, I'm just kidding. Hey, Anna. Okay, okay, I see. <laughs> y'all playing with me. I told y'all to stop calling me auntie. Who's your auntie? I'm not your auntie. That's right. I like that you said, hey, Anna. Hey, Anna, I already know that I am a witch, so don't judge me. Oh, okay. You started strong. It continues. 
I say this because I slept with my sister's husband and have his baby. I am back in Senegal from Houston, Texas. I have a great job with my own house, two cars that I own, and I am what you call a high achieving woman. All right. The only thing I could not find is a good man. And so I ended up having an affair with my sister's husband. When I returned home to Senegal, I spent a lot of time with them. They have a beautiful family with five children, and my sister is not very sexual. So when her husband started sending me the signals, I fell for it. And when I got pregnant, he asked me to keep the baby. All right. My baby looks just like my sister's firstborn. Well, my niece. Should I come clean to my sister or take the secret to the grave? I want to sell everything here and just move back to Texas with my baby. What advice do you have for me? Sis, so you move from Texas to Senegal. And of all the men in Senegal, of all the men, you decided to fuck your sister's husband. That's not right. I cannot stand behind you. I cannot support this. I cannot even say that sometimes we make mistakes. This is a no, no. Your sister's husband should never be an option for you. I don't care how many signals he sent your way. I don't care how horny you got. I don't care how good looking he is, how big that dick is. You should have never gone there, sis. But, you know, there's no crying over spill milk. You don't fuck your sister's husband. You're pregnant with your sister's husband. You don't have your sister's husband's baby who now looks just like one of your nieces. All right, great. I think what you need to do is exactly what you said. Pack up and go back to Texas. Because what you don't want to do is ruin your sister's marriage. Now, hold on one second. I'm going to come for the nigger. But first, let's talk about you, sis. What you don't want to do is ruin your sister's marriage. Your sister has five children with her husband. That's what you said here. You said they have a beautiful family with five children. So let's just say they spaced out the five children and had kids every two years. Right? And it might have been more. Maybe they spaced it out three, four years. But let's just say at the minimum, they spaced out the kids every two years. So that means they've been married for 10 years. Do you know what it takes to keep a marriage for 10 years? It's a lot. You don't know the sacrifices your sister has made to keep this marriage going, to keep her family together. First of all, being a mother of five, is a job in itself. And you said here, my sister is not very sexual. Your sister not being sexual has a lot to do with probably the fact that she has five kids. She is emotionally investing in five children. She is raising five children. She has to make sure that her kids are doing okay. She has to follow up. I'm sure she's the lead parent on what the activities are for the kids. She has to trust her instincts as a mom to make sure that the kids are doing well. She has to prioritize the dentist appointments, the medical appointments. She has to prioritize buying pads for some of the daughters, going to the pharmacy, 
taking care of the soccer games, the cheerleading games, the dance games, the recitals. And in all of this, she also has to find time for herself and then also be a wife. It's a lot. You're a single girl coming from Texas, feeling hot and sexy. You're a big baller out in Texas, making all this money. You got your own house. You got two cars. As you call yourself, you're a high achieving woman. And that's good for you. Kudos to you. I'm sure you worked hard to get that. I'm not knocking it. But you come to Senegal, I'm sure, specifically to look for a husband. You can't find any man that's spitting the game you want to hear. So your sister invites you to spend a lot of your time with her and her husband and their five children. And you take advantage of that and betray her trust. And you're sleeping with her husband. Now, let's come to the husband. He's a motherfucker. Because you should know never to fuck your wife's sister. Point blank in the period. I don't care how hot she is. I don't care how big that booty is. I don't care how juicy and voluptuous she looks. That is a no-go zone for you. But to get to the point where you're fucking your wife's sister, this probably is not your first time at the rodeo. I am sure in the years that you've been married to your wife, you've probably cheated once or twice or thrice before. Because to have the audacity to start sleeping with your sister, your wife's sister. Nah, my friend, this is not your first time. You've done this before. Now, for the sister, I just have to say, I actually agree with your plan. I think you should move back to, to wherever the hell you came from in America. Go back to Texas, pick up your baby, go back with your baby and live your life there. Because telling your sister what you've done is going to be a selfish act. What are you going to gain from it? You've already fucked her husband. You've already got pregnant by her husband. You already have a baby by her husband. Now you just want to ruin her marriage. Whatever infidelity is going on in your sister's marriage is for your sister and the husband to figure out. Maybe at some point they'll go to therapy. Because I want to believe for the husband to fuck your wife's sister, you've probably fucked other bitches before her. Now, that's not your problem. Let them figure out their marriage. You found them in Senegal with their marriage. Please pack your things, eh? Take your Ghana must go back. Go back to Houston and leave them with their marriage. Whatever they're dealing with, your sister's dealing with it. She's handling it. And it's been over 10 years of marriage and five children. Let her keep pushing. Let her keep chugging along. As for you, go figure out what you're going to do in Houston now that you're back, you're going to come back with a baby. You're going to have to deal with daycare. You're going to have to deal with dating while you have a little baby. You're going to have to deal with, hopefully, you'll find a man that's going to want to marry you. And you, you know, fix your, this attitude you have of sleeping with other people's husbands. Where your sister is not even exempt from that. If you're getting to the point where you're sleeping with your sister's husband. Girl, have you slept with your other friends, men too? Because this one is, this one is big. This one is too much. But I agree with you. Pack up, move back to Houston, raise your baby and do better. And sis, if you want to find your own man, if you want to have your own marriage, 
first you got to clean yourself. You got to fix whatever's going on inside of you that made you think it's okay to betray the trust of your sister and have an affair with your sister's husband. You got to fix that. No one can do the work for you but yourself. And then ask for forgiveness, not from your sister, not from your hus- her husband, but ask for forgiveness from your God. Fix that relationship. Get right with your God. And maybe what you really want, he'll be able to offer that to you. That's all I got for you. All right, we're going to move on to the third story. Okay. Now, this one came in voice note. Um, so it's hard. It was hard for me to write it down. So what I'm going to do is move on to another DM and then I'll, I'll figure out how I'm going to get that voice note, um, story together. All right. This one says, hi, friend. Hi, friend. I am a young wife, just like you. Hey, I am part of your 40 and fabulous club. That's right. We 40 and we fabulous. After much pressure from my family after being 40 and not married, I finally gave in and married a Gambian man, but I live in the U.S. and he lives in Gambia. Okay. I have filed for him to come to the U.S. and due to the pandemic, the process was delayed. I fly to Gambia to see him every three months. Every time I go, I'm told about his infidelity with other women. Worst of all, he's sleeping with these women in the apartment that I pay for, the bed I paid for. This marriage has done nothing but cost me money. Is the dick good? Yes. Is the sex good? Yes. But I can get good dick and mind-blowing sex in America. Anna, I listened to your Lotus Flower podcast and love your episode that you did with Dr. Mary, Dr. Nafi about getting tested before marriage. Okay, yes, I remember that episode. Thank you, Dr. Nafi, for doing that episode with me. All right, it continues. This is long. Even though we got tested before we got married, I didn't feel safe sleeping with him, knowing when I leave for the U.S., he has girlfriends. Anyway, I got pregnant, and when I went in for my doctor's appointment, I was tested and my doctor told me I had an STI. Thankfully, it was treated, but I decided to put the filing on hold because I have made up my mind that once I deliver my baby, I will ask for a divorce and cancel the filing process. I would raise my child, I would rather raise my child alone than bring a cheating man to America to suffer in an unhappy marriage. Please let me know what you think about my decision. By the way, my parents don't know about my plans yet. All right. Oh. Um, 40 and fabulous. That's what I'm going to call you. Madam 40 and fabulous. Listen, 40, you're still young. As you can see, you were able to conceive and you're pregnant now. So Alhamdulillah for that. And congratulations. Um, I'm going to start with the pressure that comes from parents, um, when their daughters are not married by a certain age. Usually, for us African girls, we get a lot of pressure from our parents if we're not married by 30. 
So I'm sure by 40, they're like, oh my God, she's a spinster. No one's going to marry her. She's going to die alone. Um, so I'm sure they were freaking out. As you clearly stated, you got a lot of pressure. So you decided to just cave and marry a Gambian guy. But in caving and marrying Gam a Gambian guy, I'm not sure if you did a very good job of vetting the kind of man you decided to marry. Because as much as I appreciate the fact that you mentioned you listened to the getting tested before you get married episode that I did with Dr. Nafi, my very good friend, who I um, have another podcast with called Deborah Unfiltered. Y'all listen to that one too. Um, you listened to that podcast and you liked it, that episode, and you and your husband got tested before you got married. So you're both clean. Then because you're going back and forth, listen, I understand the pandemic put a lot of things on hold. A lot of people who have been filing for fiance, filing for husband, filing for wife, filing for siblings, all that got put on hold. So it's starting to pick up again, but it, it seems like you're not even interested in continuing to file for him because you just want to get out of this situation. I'm not sure if it's a case of you might be rushing it. You might want to put the filing on hold for sure because of his, his infidelity and him running around having girlfriends whenever you're not in Gambia and you're mostly not in Gambia because you live in the U S so you're just flying into the Gambia to visit him and you're paying for the apartment that he's living in, which is also very common. Most Gambian girls who are in the U S married to men in Gambia, it's the American wives that are financing their husbands back home. Most of these men don't have jobs or if they have jobs, it's not enough to sustain them. However, since you're not in Gambia, I'm not sure why you need to be paying for an apartment. If he's behind, can't afford to pay an apartment for himself, he should be staying with his parents. That's right. His ass can be staying at the boys' quarters at his parents' house because his wife is not there. And when you come to visit, y'all can rent a, a nice spot to stay. I'm sure you're there for two, three weeks. Then you're going back to the U.S. because you got a job. So why are you renting him an entire apartment by himself, you're not there. Of course, now he's entertaining bitches in that apartment. He's fucking bitches in that apartment that you pay for on the bed that you paid for. That's not fair. But sis, I think you kind of set yourself up for that one. Listen, he should be at his parents' house, point blank in the period. End the lease on the apartment. That money, put it in your child's account that's about to be born. Start a, a custodial account for this baby before the baby even arrives. That's money you could be saving. When you go to visit, y'all can maybe get a hotel or get a short stay um, Airbnb spot and enjoy your time together there. Then when you leave back for the US, he can move back to his parents' house. Because what you've done is given him so much freedom that of course he's entertaining other girls. Also, I'm saying I'm not sure if you did a good job of vetting him because for a man to be married to a woman who's flying back to Gambia to see you every three months and sustaining your lifestyle in Gambia and you don't have anything else to do but to fuck around on her, I'm not sure if this, this is the right kind of guy. But you're pregnant, you're hormonal, so I'm not sure you want to make the decision of having a divorce right now. I think you should give yourself grace. Allow yourself 
the peace of mind to go through your pregnancy. What you don't want is to overstress yourself while you're pregnant. Okay. Once you deliver your baby, you have your naming ceremony, surely put the filing on hold and then you can figure out what do you want to do? Do you want to continue with this marriage? Have the conversation with him also, because I didn't hear you mention anywhere that you've address the fact that you keep hearing rumors about him having girlfriends every time you leave or girls coming to the apartment that you're paying for or him fucking these bitches on the bed that you paid for. You got to have a talk with him. Sometimes we're quick to make decisions without even giving the other partner the opportunity to speak and hear their side of the story. Now he might lie to you and say, everybody's lying. He doesn't do that. Or he might just, you know, fess up, be like, yeah, you know, it's hard with you being gone. So I had a situation and this is what it is. Then it's up to you to decide if you want to stay in the marriage, if you want to continue with the filing, or if you want to keep the filing, uh, if you want to stop the filing completely and ask for a divorce. It's a tough one. I definitely can't say that I envy the position that you're in, but I think what's important right now is for you to continue to focus on your pregnancy, give yourself grace. And once you deliver and go through the fourth trimester, because we all know after you have the baby, you go through all these other changes. Give yourself the time to go through all of that before we deal with this husband of ours who's out here fucking bitches in apartments that we paying for, in beds that we done paid for already. Let's put this nigga on pause and focus on you. And once you feel like you're in a place where you have the wherewithal to actually address it and deal with it head on, then you can dive into that. Another advice I would give you is to talk to a trusted person. Maybe your mom, if your mom is a good and good friend to you, or maybe your best friend, or maybe a professional even, um, to see if you know they can also give you advice and shed light. But some of these things, you need to talk it out. You need to talk it through um, and, and hopefully make the best decision for you and your baby. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's enough for today. Um, I have so many more. So I'll definitely come back with a part three of Lotus Flower DMs.